thanks so much, Mike, for being here today. You're my eighth guest on Wave Capital's guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment. And Mike, when you think of relationship building, everybody has a definition. Everybody looks at relationship building and they want to define it in his or her own way. How do you define relationship building? Um, I think relationship building starts with finding the right partner first and foremost, you know, um, or partners or whatnot. I think uh, when you build a relationship, it depends on what type of relationship it is, but if it's personal or business, if it's somebody that's going to be close to me, my first um, aspect or the first characteristic I always need is trust. You know, if I'm going to build a relationship with you, I have to be able to, to gain some trust in you over a period of time. And I know that that is as uh, earned and is not just given over a period of time. So I think trust is the the, the cornerstone or the the um, the basis of of any relationship that we might have. Uh, Likeability is also something that I have to have when it comes to any kind of relationship that I'm in. Um, you know, uh, especially if it's a close relationship. Um, so if I like you, then of course we can get along, uh, and, uh, somebody that is, uh, just, you know, um, really cool, man. It's just somebody that can, you can get along with and, and enjoy being around in any kind of aspect. So that's how you build. I think when you have that foundation, uh, of the trust and when you have the likability, I think when you have that foundation, you can build from there and then you can see what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Uh, from both uh, aspects of uh, of your life is building whatever relationship you might have. And then you can kind of grow from there. So uh, those are the, the two bases that I have. Uh, and then you just kind of build it out and you just kind of see what the, uh, the universe has in store for you. That's, that's great. And when you think about all the local stations that you worked at and, and your journey to ESPN and then Fox Sports and then the BNC, um, when you think about all of those stops along the way and all the relationships that that you formed, and I think about even at one time you worked with my distant relative Stephanie Berugian in uh, in Fresno, California. And I remember when I wow, I remember when I met with her and I said, you know, I know Mike Hill from ESPN. She said, yeah, I remember Mike. I worked with him back in the '90s, and I was like, wow, that's just amazing how you know six degrees of separation left uh, or less, you know, and and yeah. that things come full circle at times. And so when you think about all the stops along the way, even when you were, you know, at the US Air Force and getting your education, you know, talk to me about some of those key relationships, whether it was at the Air Force or, or any local stations where you felt that, wow, this is relationship building at its best. This is, these are relationships I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I just felt like I was going to learn something uh, throughout my stops, and I was open to learning. Uh, that's the main thing. And so when you build your relationships, you also realize that over a period of time, you're going to be in some relationships or some relationships for a reason, some for a season, some for a lifetime. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to um, find some really good people in my life that I've had several seasons with. And in some relationships, I feel like I can be with that person for an entire lifetime. But, you know, I've also realized that... Um, you can't force uh, your different relationships to go further than they need to go. Some people are supposed to be in your life for a reason. Some people are supposed to be in your life for a season. And some people are supposed to be in your life for a lifetime. So the ones that are supposed to be in your life for just a, a reason, you shouldn't force that season uh, because then you can't, you got to try and find to make room for other relationships that you grow up a, along the way and that should be coming in your life that's going to benefit you 
and that you can benefit those people. But yeah, I've met some great people. I mean, I've had some wonderful mentors, uh, talking to your relative, uh, Stephanie Berugia, and she was so sweet and so nice and so endearing and so welcoming. You got to understand uh, when I was in Fresno, Fresno was like, that was my second job. I had been working in this industry for seven months because I got my first job. And then I was there for seven months and, and moved up to Fresno after uh, seven months. Uh, and, and she welcomed me in as a, a veteran news leader in that, in that area and helped me uh, to establish myself and, and, and gave me pointers and tips and encouragement along the way. And I met so many Stephanie Berugians uh, uh, along the way, you know, from Fresno to, to Nashville and to New York to ESPN, obviously, even building a relationship with you over the years. I mean, the fact that we've been knowing each other and keeping in touch for the last 10 years, I mean, that speaks volumes. And I haven't seen you in 10 years. So just that one encounter that we had uh, at the um, at the TGI Fridays, uh, I think Marcus was with us as well, another uh, PA who was there at the time. I remember. Uh, but I've always been that type of person that I always wanted to give back because so many people have given back to me uh, to build those relationships, to, to help people uh, do what they need to do, not necessarily in business, but in life in general. So um, uh, it's, it's an honor and it's a blessing. Yes, absolutely. And I remember uh, Marcus sitting next to me too, and it was such a turning point in my professional career because for you to take that time out of your busy day to meet with us and impart a lot of great knowledge and wisdom, you know, really spoke to your genuine character and your kindness and you know having the vision for people like us you know in our journey along the way and i can think of so many other people like you who have made an impact on my life in such a positive way and i think you touched upon it in your in your previous answer but we can reiterate it and i'm sure we'll open up some more anecdotes i mean when you think about you know a leadership quality an attribute you know, we talk about family, we talk about a sports team, we talk about an organization, we talk about government, you know, talk about a TV station. I mean, mm -hmm. out of all those attributes of executive leaders or people who run companies or professional sports teams, coaches, you know, coaching players, you know, what are the attributes? If, if there's probably just one, what is a must? If anything else, what is a must to make someone a successful relationship builder? Uh, integrity, uh, first and foremost, you know, and it goes back to trust. I mean, integrity and just being truthful, uh, you know, uh, to build a relationship. It's one thing you can, we're going to be in a lot of relationships over the years, uh, a lot of relationships, as you know, not just in professional relationships, but personal relationships, a lot of them fail because there is something that uh, happens where there's a violation of trust. So in order to build the relationship and continue to have their relationship to grow, I think trust and integrity is the, is the, is really important. And like I said, the, the basis along with likability. Um, so yeah, I mean, like to, the, the, to, to be able to, to do that, to be able to be around somebody that you feel like you can grow from and they can grow from you. Uh, those are some of the things that uh, I, I desire to have in my life. Uh, even at 51 years old, uh, over a period of time, I've learned what I like and I've also learned what I don't like and I don't right. want to have in my life. So I think that's just as important as well. But uh, communication is, is also very important to be able to, to talk about the things that you know uh, make you happy, some of the things that uh, work for you and the things that don't work for you. Because you know you got to understand anybody that you're in a relationship with, they can't read your mind for the most part. Now they can read your energy if they've been around you for a certain amount of time. You might be able to say or feel like there's something wrong, but if there is, you have to be able to speak up and be able to talk about that. 
and also talk about what's what's going right for you as well. So it's not always negative. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's things that continue to, to you you continue to learn and continue to grow from. And even today, I'm still learning how to build proper relationships. And uh, I think I'm finally getting there. Well, you were just in, in the last few years, like myself, uh, you know, recently married, you know, talk about, you know, the relationship building, you know, with Cynthia or even her family or in her career, you both have very successful careers. And, you know, my wife and I were very career oriented as well, but we're also, we pride ourselves on family and trust and integrity. And that's how we grew up. She's Italian. I'm Armenian. You know, we come from ethnic backgrounds and cultures and, you know, family so important. So in finding, you know, someone like Cynthia, you know, as your soulmate, um, I'm sure you learned a lot about relationship building, you know, even through a personal relationship like that. Well, you know, those, the thing is, I think a lot of people that know me or have fought, has, has followed my journey over the last couple of years, they know that I've had to become a different person over here, still being who I am, authentically who I am, the same person, the same Mike Hill that you met. 10 years ago, you know, sure. wanting to give back, wanting to help out. I was always that guy. Uh, but there were so many things that I had that was, you know, blocking me from actually showing uh, fully who I truly am uh, because there was a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt that I had on the inside. And I used a lot of um, facades and a lot of shields that I put up uh, in order to protect me. So I put out masks and, you know, kind of sent representatives out not being fake it was just things that i did um as something to protect me from the outside world so what i learned from cynthia over a period of time and being with her is that i could be myself uh and that 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 was um able to happen because i was starting to go through what my process i needed to go through when it came to my mental health and with therapy and everything that happened writing the book and all that stuff and find out that I had this stuff that was inside of me that I need to release and, and, and get the help that I needed. So being with Cynthia, she just came around, around at the right time. So she was able to see the true me and being with somebody like her, once again, it goes back to that T word, trust. Being with somebody I felt like I could finally trust and share and be vulnerable with and, and give her um, all of my inner feelings, the things that I really felt, my emotions and not, be, not being afraid that somebody's gonna take advantage of my emotions. I was around somebody that I felt like I could share that with. And what she was able to do was that she was able to pull even more out of me because she allowed me to, and she wanted me to, and she wanted me to completely fall off the mask. So um, that is what's helped build our relationship. And that's what our relationship, once again, is, is, is built on. And that's what's continuing to help our relationship grow. That, that's wonderful. And you also have a strong relationship with your, with your daughters. I mean, you know, I've seen pictures over the years on Facebook, talk about the relationships you have with your daughter. Yeah, I mean, that, that's grown over the years as well. I mean, uh, you got to understand too, and just to be real, um, I've had to learn how to be a good dad. And I think I'm still learning how to be a good father. I mean, because when nobody teaches you how to do something, look, you know, you're at your, 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 your company. I think your dad does the same thing, right? So it's like when your dad kind of teaches you the family business, and you're in it, you do it under your own merits, obviously, because you went to school, you did the work, you put in the hours or whatever, you are a willing student, but you have somebody to teach you how to do what you're doing to be able to grow. I mean, there are a lot of self-starters, don't get me wrong, that overcome a lot, but 
when you are a self-starter, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And when you don't have that role model to look up to uh, when it comes to uh, going into any profession or any kind of personal endeavor or relationship, you're going to make a lot of mistakes because you just don't know any better. Uh, you may have good intentions, but your actions may cause you to do things that just aren't right. So I've been very you know, trans, uh, uh, transparent about you know, the mistakes that I've made in my life or wrote about them in my book or whatever when it came to, you know, my ex-wives and, uh, you know, my, my relationship with my daughters or whatever. So people can see that right now, obviously, I have a good relationship with my daughters, my youngest, my oldest, and even my bonus daughter now. Uh, but I had to learn uh, and I made a lot of mistakes and I caused a lot of hurt. And I caused a lot of pain because, you know, I just didn't realize. I thought, OK, when it came to relationships or being with my daughter, oh, as long as I was able to take care of them, give them everything that they needed when it came from a monetary standpoint, everything that they wanted, you know, they would be happy or whatever, because I grew up kind of like that. But I learned that in a relationship, especially with your kids, that time and energy is more important than any kind of money that you can, or material things that you could ever give your kids. So I said all that to say this, is that I'm still growing into fatherhood, so to speak. Uh, I've gotten there. I, I just got a text from my oldest daughter today. just said, hey, I was just thinking about you. I love you. You know, she tells me she's proud of me. My, my youngest daughter, who's a, a junior, very proud of both of them. Uh, she uh, is at UCLA, but she just came up last night to come spend the night here. Uh, it's good to see her. And then, you know, my bonus daughter, who's in, 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 in Hollywood right now doing her thing, and she'll reach out and just say hello, or whatever, and all that type of stuff. So, there's that, 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 that growth and that respect factor that I've gotten over the years, but it took a lot of mistakes and a lot of growth in order for me and us to get to where we are right now in our relationship. That's, you know, well said. And, you know, it's everybody has a life story and the pages are written every day. And when we look back on our life, you know, hopefully we live a long one. And we, when we look back, there's a lot, there are a lot of teaching moments and there are a lot of emotions that go with it and such, you know, personal uh, touching points, you know, so many milestones. And I think that, you know, you have uh, explained very well the meanings that your children and that, you know, relationships you've had previously you know, professionally, personally, and the relationship you have with Cynthia today of how it has shaped you to who you are. And you're such a good person. You know, you've always been someone who's given me, you know, great advice. And I'm sure a lot of other people feel that way too. And when you think about, you know, from your early years of, you know, with, you know, getting your education through the U.S. Air Force, talk about that experience. You know, what made you want to go that route? And, you know, I know that you got a communications degree and which set you up uh, to follow a journalistic path. But, you know, probably those were some of uh, your earliest uh, ex examples of having to, you know, from a professional standpoint, dealing with with uh, certain disciplinary styles that, you know, people come to associate with the military. Yeah, I wouldn't be where I am without the, the, the military and people can say what they want to about the military, but I got a lot of respect for our United States Armed Services, to be honest with you. Um, look, uh, the military basically saved me uh, in, in a way because uh, it was my option. It was what I, the only really true option that I felt like a way out of 
the way I was living and what I was going through and, and, and the home I had come out of. And, you know, my mom was trying, but my stepfather, you know, he had his demons and his issues that people can read about in the book and all that type of stuff. And I've talked about numerous times. Uh, but if I had I not gone into the United States Air Force, I really don't feel like I would be, you know, it's God's will, obviously, but I, I don't think I would be where I am right now had it not been for the military uh, because it taught me so much discipline. It taught me leadership. It taught me how to build relationships with people who don't look like me. You got to understand, I grew up in an, uh, a very uh, kind of segregated area, you know, leaving New York and then going to Alabama. You know, I was around people who weren't Black, but the majority of the people I was around were Black. So going into the military, it allowed me to be around people who of Asian descent. You know, it was crazy. It's coming from New York. You know, you see a lot of different you know cultures it's a melting pot or whatever but right. my interaction has always been within one environment uh to be honest with you so going into the military and being able to interact and seeing their cultures and seeing their backgrounds and learning from them and them learning from me as well that helped me build a, a muscle that i still carry to this day and and making me you know always love everybody but made me understand them and i think that you know i know it's not as simple as this but I think when it comes to like things that we have in this world, when it comes to racism, I think uh, if we just understood one another uh, and weren't afraid of one another as much as we are and got each other's background, then there wouldn't be any racism because we see how alike we really are. The only difference is the melanin in our skin. But once again, back to the relationship being in the Air Force, is it just taught me so much in the in the the people I met and and the, the, the path that it put me on. And this, like I said, the discipline, I can't be late now, even if I was late for this podcast, you know, hey, I'm gonna be running behind. I'm not gonna be the person that tells you I'm gonna show up at three and then show up at 310, that's not me. I'm always gonna give you a call ahead of time, even if I'm running one or two minutes late, that's just me. Cause I know time is money and time is valuable for everybody in, in, in certain ways. So that has been so helpful. and a lot of the disciplines and a lot of the values that I learned in the military, I still uh, uh, enforce and uh, apply in my life today. Well, thank you so much for your service, Mike. And, you know, I know I've said that to you in the past, but, um, you, you know, it it bears repeating because, um, you know, I think very highly of the fact that, you know, you have served our country and, you know, although it was primarily um, getting an education, you really put yourself out there to grow and develop as a human being and it really shaped your life and set you up you know for professional success because you know you're able to learn each step of the way with relationships at different parts of your life and you know holistically everything that you encounter or everybody you encounter it's all encompassing of the maturation process for yourself and um how you impact others and you know you mentioned being from new york i mean my mom uh grew up in the bronx as well and i have new york roots so i was born in northern jersey so definitely i remember relating to you at that point uh when i first met you because you're um from the area that my family grew up in and where i had spent a small part of my life before growing up in florida but definitely you know relating the fact that i'm armenian uh and even though i'm american born and I'm, you know, four generations uh, going back, you know, family being in this country, you, know, you don't 
forget where you came from and right. you know family values are so important and they definitely shape you and i'm i would consider myself to be you know old soul and uh that's why i tend to gravitate toward older people for for wisdom or advice or just conversation uh because that's always helped me get through you know the tough times too and you know and also in the exciting times and you know my wife is an old soul too and you know she comes from a strong family background and you know i thought it was really interesting because you know when you met cynthia i think you met her through Steve Harvey and uh, yeah. talk about your relationship with Steve Harvey. And I think I've even seen you picture with like, you know, DL Hughley. Talk about some of the relationships that you have met, you know, being in California. Because when I had met you, you were in, we met in Bristol, Connecticut. And although that you had lived in other places, you know, you know, every step of the way at local stations, I think you probably, you know, you can make comparisons to, you know, what it was like, you know, spending time with ESPN in, in Connecticut in the Northeast and then. You know, what was that trip like going across country? You know, were you thinking, hey, you know, I, I built relationships at ESPN, you know, making relationships, new relationships in California should be an easy transition. Or maybe you thought, you know, differently because of some of the anecdotes that you provided already. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I've been knowing Steve Harvey for a long time, or knowing obviously of Steve Harvey for a long period of time. But I met Steve long before I was even at ESPN. I met Steve back in like 1997, 98, I was in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and the reason I met Steve was through DL. DL is my cousin. Uh, and I think wow. some people know that. And I don't know uh, if a lot of people know it, but a lot of people, some people know that. I've made reference to that before and he has too. So he's my cousin. Um, our mother's a cousin. So, you know, that's how the closeness of the family. But so when DL was on the Kings of Comedy Tour, obviously when he would come to town, I would go see him. And then, you know, I'd run into him and Bernie and uh, Cedric the Entertainer and then Steve Harvey as well. So I knew of him and the funny thing about coming out west and, and and meeting the celebrities in LA was you I realized how powerful ESPN was when I got out here. Now I kind of knew about it when I was at ESPN. Uh you 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 meet a lot of people obviously that come through Bristol that do the tour. It could be sports figures, they could be entertainers or whatever. Uh, but one thing I realized is that. A lot of people watch ESPN. A lot of people watch it. Celebrities love watching ESPN. So I always got a kick out of me being somewhere and seeing somebody I admired and being introduced to them or them introducing themselves to me uh, and knowing who I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I was like, hey, blah, pleasure to me. Oh, I know who you are. And that. So that always got, I got a kick out of that. So I think that actually helped me in a lot of ways make that easier made the transition coming out here a little bit easier because being at ESPN and the exposure in the platform that they gave me people kind of looked at me and I've never looked at myself as a celebrity or star or any kind of you know any kind of list type of person d-e-g-f list or whatever I'm just a person that's on television but when you have a face that's known and people admire your work that goes a long way too. So I've always appreciated that. And it helped me make my transition a little bit easier coming out here and meeting people. So yeah, that just uh, was, was crazy is, you know, even being on Steve's show, you know, it stemmed from my relationship that I had with a, 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 a partner of mine named Ephraim Salam, who uh, was also a, a former football player and a broadcaster or whatever, who suggested I go on the show because he knew a producer. So all, it's, it's like these the degrees of separation right in the relationships that people meet over the years when it comes to these relationships and whatnot and how that can impact your life i think right now i always feel like 
somebody somewhere is talking about me somewhere in the room that's important right now. You know what I mean? Or has been, and I don't even know it. And that might not come to fruition for another year or so, but the seeds have always been planted. So when it comes to getting back to your point of the whole podcast is the relationships are really important in continuing those relationships and making sure you build strong, solid relationships with people that can trust you and that can like you and that can have an impact on your life for years to come, even years after you've met them. You know, who knows? I, I could be in a position where I'm like, hey, you know, blah, blah, financial investors, stuff like that. I know, yeah, I got somebody, but uh, this and that, stuff like that. It could help you with your money, your funds. You know, that Those are the type of things because even if we had that one encounter 10 years ago, and I, of course, I've seen you several times at ESPN, but that one meeting, that one time you had that impact and you left that indelible impression on my life, that could help you 20, 30 years from now. So my message has always been, no matter what, from ESPN to LA to right now, with my own production company or whatever, just be a good person, man, and build and grow those relationships and don't burn bridges just so you can see in the dark. Don't ever do that. Just because you feel like there's darkness, you don't need to burn a bridge with somebody just so you can see in the dark. Yes, and I I agree with everything you say. I mean, I'm not one to burn a bridge. I, I believe in long-term relationships where you can you know, always resort back to them for different reasons. And even if it's a quick conversation, a quick, hello, how are you? How are your family and you doing? I mean, that's the, the little things that really build up over time. And, you know, you talk about how relationships that you have forged now into the future or relationships that you've had going back in the past, they come back up and the relationships that will matter in the most critical moments for different reasons. And, you know, being, you know, a firm believer in, you know, you know, higher power above, you know, God, you know, being, you know, very and feeling very blessed of everything that, you know, has been bestowed on, on me. And I'm sure you feel that way about your life. You know, it humbles you to just always be a good person, never change who you are. Uh, it's such, it's, it's such an easy uh, task to be a good person because if you've always been a good person then nothing should ever change i mean yes right. he is perfect and people are going to make mistakes and you're going to make mistakes but at the end of the day learning from those mistakes and improving yourself will just improve you know those around you and then also be mentors and give back in those ways as well um and, and always you know um being there for others who um you know need words of inspiration and need you know affirmation that hey they're on the right path and to mm -hmm. take your uh, experiences and be able to uh, share those experiences with them, that that helps a lot, put things into perspective. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in always, you know, wanting to connect, you know, some of the people I know in this realm with other people I know in that realm. And I even think about you um, at times, you know, from a professional sense of, you know, just being an impactful person in my life. And I'm always thinking, you know, with whether it's you or Lou Holtz or Tim Kirkchen or Howie Schwab or um, you know some of the newer relationships I've uh, and you know met Del Harris, you know Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson's former coach. I mean, I'm always thinking about how can I you know, introduce people? How can I introduce people and and make an impact where it could benefit them in in the long run? Um, and so you know when you think about you know teams 
professional teams, collegiate teams. When you think about some of your favorite athletes, maybe growing up and watching and admiring, you know, who in your mind do you think would make a good leader or a great leader, um, you know, in, in a business or organization? It could be a family member that you have, um, or it could be a former colleague. It could, or it could be a professional athlete that you think, wow, this person would be a good leader. A, a, and it doesn't necessarily have to be sports either. Uh, talk about some of the people that you've looked in other professions as well that like, wow, they really made a difference. Reading about them, studying them, talking to them. Um, I mean, that's kind of loaded because it's like I, there are so many people that I can think of that could be good leaders. When you first started asking the question, you started talking about sports and I always look and I know he's a leader now with the Miami Marlins, but I've always thought that Derek Jeter was the, the, the quintessential leader. I thought he was a person who um, was just to me uh, and it could be in business. It could be on sports in the field. I. I think a leader should be have a quiet confidence about himself. A leader should be somebody that not only uh, talks about it and expects it out of you, but they don't even tell you what they expect. They just show you what they expect and you got to live up to it. And, and they, they've been demanded in a quiet way. They don't have to yell. They don't have to jump in your face. They don't have to scream. Uh, they can do it behind closed doors. They can have conversations with you, uh, but you will get it and you will respect them. So Derek Jeter is the first person that jumps out first and foremost. Uh, you talk about from an entertainment standpoint, as far as the leader is concerned, I would love for somebody like The Rock to run for president, somebody like Will Smith to, to run. I think these are people that, once again, just likable people that you feel like you can trust, that just seem like they can be open and transparent when they need to be open and transparent, vulnerable when they need to be vulnerable at the same time. But at the same time, they're going to be people that lead by example and you like them, you want to follow them uh, and they will encourage you to become leaders. Uh, those are the people that I look at and say, you know what, how can I get the best out of somebody else that wants to be the best for themselves? Because you can't pull something out of somebody that doesn't have it. If a person doesn't want to work, if a person has no work ethic in them, you can try and encourage them to learn some work ethic. But if it's not in them, what can you pull out of them that they don't have? They have to go and experience and get that for themselves. And then you can get the most and make them the best, the, the best that they can possibly be. You can encourage them to be the best they can possibly be. But if it's not in them at that time, if that's not who they are, then they're not going to do that. So to me, I've always seen people who just do it, just go out there, hustle. You know, you always saw Derek, like he didn't just jog down the first base. He was always busting down the first base because, you know, he expected other people to do that. The worst type of leaders are the ones that, you know, don't do it and scream and yell when somebody else does it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I, I, I don't like the hypocritical aspect of things. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I mean, I think I'm a leader. I think I can lead by example. I like being a leader. I like being a role model. I like being somebody who encourages, but I also like don't necessarily like just having a spotlight by myself. I want to bring everybody along with me so I can be in the forefront. But if you look at it, it's staggered. I don't have people directly behind me. It's almost like a pyramid. It's almost like I got people right here. And I got people got my back, but they're right necessarily beside me. I'm just in the middle, you know, holding the torch and ready to raise the flag. That's who I am. So those are the type of people, man, that just, they bring out the best in me. And those are the people I feel like are the right type of people to lead 
a company, uh, a team, this country, this world. Those are the ones that I like. Well, you know, you talk about yourself and I wanted to bring that up and I'm so glad that you did because, you know, it's great when you can, you know, reference, and that was what my question was, referencing others like a Derek Jeter or The Rock. You know, I have a picture with me and Michael Jordan above my, I think it's my, yeah, my right shoulder. And, uh, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him in 2005 and I met Derek Jeter probably early 2000s after he had already won, you know, four World Series titles. So he had already won four out of five at that point, um, his fifth being much later, but, you know, I can see definitely The Rock, you know, because he is so vocal and he has diversified his portfolio of accomplishments, not just in the entertainment space, but in the major motion picture space uh, in, in movies. And, you know, and you talk about, you know, DL, DL Hughley or um, Steve Harvey and, and what Steve Harvey had to go through to get to where he is. And I've heard his story, uh, you know, watching videos online and, you know, you can look at anybody and you can look at anybody and be inspired. And and you yourself have inspired so many people. And I think dovetailing to another question is that if if you, Mike Kill, you know, the, the consummate leader that you are, a professional that you are, um, and, and making an impact in your industry, you know, the, the sports broadcasting industry, but also talking about events that are not sports related, but that are current events related, um, if if it's not my kill, the sports broadcaster, what other professions do you think that, hey, you know, in another life, maybe this would be something I'd love to do and, you know, where I can inspire and impact people? Well, I mean, here's the thing. And, and it's, it's funny you ask that question because I've asked myself that question a lot. Like, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, what would I do? And the answer would be, well, I would still be in some sort of entertainment, in some sort of forefront in front of a camera trying to make an impact, be heard, because I want to be heard. I don't necessarily want to be heard. I feel like I need to be heard. I feel like I got something to say. I feel like given a platform, I could be impactful and change lives. So I want that. Not, and it's not a, a spotlight that I want because of ego, uh, because of pride, because I want like, look at me, look at me. You just heard me say, I like people. Yeah, I want to I'll be in the forefront, but I like other people, want to bring other people along because I think other people need to be heard too. So if I can be of an influence and have an impact and be that mouthpiece to talk about how great these other people around me are, absolutely, I want to do that. So and I want to correct you too. Like I'm not a sportscaster. I don't look at myself as a sportscaster. I've done sports. I'm a broadcaster. I'm a person who just do it all. I'm a multi-dimensional, multi-entertainment uh, personality that can I can act. I, I have. A, I'm an author. I can I can write. I can produce. I can host. I can do it all. And that's what I do. I can speak. I go motivational speaker. So if I wasn't a broadcaster who worked at ESPN, Fox Sports, and all that other stuff right now, I'd still be some kind of talk show host. Or if I was, if, if you want to get out of that realm, maybe I'd go into acting. And if it wasn't acting, maybe I'd go into public speaking. And if it wasn't public speaking as a motivational speaker, maybe I'd go into politics to try and change the world. But it would be something where I had a platform where I could be heard, that I could speak up and speak for other people, the uh, the, the less fortunate. And, 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 and that really is something that I fight for. Even 
as a sportscaster, when I was working at ESPN, I always wanted to speak up for the people I felt who were disenfranchised and who weren't heard. That's always been one of my missions. And that's my mission here at BNC as well. The ones that aren't heard, the ones that don't have a big enough platform, I want to be that mouthpiece to speak up for them. And I will continue to do that in any genre or with any platform that I might have until, you know, God takes me back. I hope God takes me back. I hope it's God. <laughs> God, it will be God. I'm going to live for him. Yeah, well, I, you know, Mike, I mean, you've talked about all the different things and all the different genres of, or all, you can call it like art forms. I mean, you know, whether it's authoring, whether it's hosting, whether it's, um, you know, acting, whether it's, you know, talking about current events, uh, you know, issues that matter to you. And I've always seen you as someone who, you know, loves to, you know, take ownership of a platform and who does it very, very well and exceptionally well. And, you know, you definitely stand out. And I think that's why people gravitate toward you because you are one of the ones where you really not only want to have a platform just so your gifts can be, you know, um, shot, you know, so your gifts can shine and people can, you know, um, enjoy you know what mike hill can offer to our organization or our team or mm -hmm. you know anybody who who will want to take you know your words of wisdom because you know you really do care about a lot of people and i've seen it and i've you know i've worked with you and i've talked to you and just that you take the time out of your day to make a difference and you know i am so glad that you have found other passions outside of even just you know, sports casting, you know, because you are multidimensional and even in your um, responses, I just see the passion that you have. And that's why I thought you would be great for the speaker series, because at the end of the day, if you have a passion for something, you know that you can't accomplish something alone. You have to do it with a team. It's all, you know, factors into relationship building. And within relationship building, it's about trust, accountability, it's work ethic, it's people relying on you you know, at the end of the day to help, you know, advance a, a greater cause, a common cause among, among many to, to make a difference in this world. And I think that we need more people like you um, out there in the world today. And, you know, any final words um, about relationship building for the audience, about anything that we haven't probably talked about? I know that it's only a 45 minute or so podcast. I mean, I know we could talk for hours, but I wanted to be, you know, like it's just a snapshot of, you know, guests coming on the show and just talking about a lot of different topics. So, um, you know, people can, you know, take this interview and, you know, really um, utilize it in in the best way possible to make a difference in their lives, you know, with the information. Well, my, final, my final words would be actually really, since I'm talking to you, I think you're a prime example of relationship building. I really do. I, I do. I think I always say closed mouths don't get fed, right? You're not going to eat if your mouth is closed. So I think you need to speak up when you want to be in a relationship with anybody, whether you want to get that job, you got to go and get it. You got to speak up and you got to say you want it. Uh, for the longest time, I had to stop saying, hey, I'm not just a sport. I'm, I'm not just a sports guy. I got to I want to do other things. This is what I want to do. I don't want you to pigeonhole, put me in a box because I don't look at boxes. I don't like boxes. I don't like being trapped. I like being able to move and be able to do the things I want to do. But for you, and I got to give you a lot of credit, it's like 
you're and 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 I don't even want to use the word persistent because sometimes I could take a negative connotation, but I think that you are a go-getter. And I told you that from the beginning, and I like that because when we met, you came to me. And you know, there was a lot of PAs at ESPN. Don't get me wrong, I took a liking to a lot of them or whatever, but you know, I'm not the type of person that's like, hey, hey, you want to go to lunch? You want to do this? Blah, 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 blah. You know, if I see that you're doing something, you might be struggling, you might need help with it or whatever. I might put my arm around you and say, hey, let's go talk or whatever, whatnot. But you're like, hey, you got time in like a second. I want to, I want to learn. I want to, I want to be a sponge. I want to learn from you. I want to learn from you. I want to learn from Tim Kirchin. I want to learn from you know, Howie Schwab. I want to take all this knowledge and, and I want to absorb and I want to do that. That's relationship building, man. You know what I mean? That's building that trust. That's like, okay, I, I, I don't want to come to you under false pretenses and, and I'm not going to be a fake dude and I'm not going to be that person that's just going to use you and then throw you away and then talk behind your back, man. You know, I think relationship building is somebody that when you can talk to somebody, build that trust, uh, build that commitment, show people that I'm willing to take your little bits of advice and anecdotes to help continue to make myself better. And then, oh, what can I do for you? What part of me can I give to you to make sure that you continue to grow, that you've gotten something from me, you know, giving back because it is a give and take sometimes, you know, if you can try and do that, whatever you have, I think that helps people grow. And then over the years, stay in touch, continue to move. Hey, man, hey, Mike, blah, blah. I got your number. You still got the 860 number. I mean, it's like it's in here. So you stayed in touch. You could have easily be like, oh, he's gone. He's doing all that type of stuff over here and stuff like that. It was nice meeting. If I see him down the line, you know, I'll, I'll say hello. With, hey, you remember me or whatever? No, you stay in touch. That's relationship building. And it's not necessarily just building relationships with people that can do something for you. It's like, hey, man, you had an impact on my life. Or, hey, lady, you had an impact on my life. You mean something to me. It goes back to reason, season, lifetime. There was a reason we met, okay? We figured out that reason. Then it morphed into a season, like, oh, I like him. I learned something from, I think there was a, a, a project you guys were trying to bring me into. It didn't work out or whatever. But you tried it, like, okay, let me, I'm going to remember him for this or whatever and stuff like that. Let me get back. Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. If you see people that you like, you admire, you trust, that you, uh, you stay committed to, you want to stay committed to, stay in touch with them. That's building. That's the only way it's going to continue to build. And even when you establish something that's a bond and you know it's there, there are some relationships where I don't have to hear from somebody for five years, but that person made such an impact on my life during that time that we're still going to be cool. So if I ran into that person, hey, what's up, G? What's going on? You know, I always call you G. What's up, G? What's going on? Let's talk, man. You know, that, that, that's the type of thing that I feel like is really important and lacking. Don't use people, man. I can't stress that enough. Don't use people. There are so many people that, and you'll figure it out. And what I figured out in this business is that there are a lot of people who are going to like you and want to be in a relationship with you because of what you are, but not for who you are. Don't do that. And if you do it, that relationship is not going to last because it is built on the under false pretenses and it has no base because there really isn't a likability factor. I don't know how much you really trust that person. I don't know how much you actually respect that person, how much integrity that person, because you build it because of something that person can do for you. Don't just build relationships because of somebody, what somebody can do for you in that aspect. Is there a genuine bond, a commitment, and emotion that's involved that you say, 
you know what? At the end of the day, we might not be best friends. He may not come to my wedding. He may not come to my funeral. He may not call me every day, but there is a connection that we have that like I can say, hey, Mike, even on your worst day, I'm going to say, how you doing? I care about you. And if you can build those type of relationships over the years, when somebody is up, they're going to remember you when they're high. And then they're going to remember you dip back down. But they're also going to remember you go back higher even before. So do that. Continue to do that. You've been genuine. And I appreciate that about you because you've seen me go through the ups and downs or whatever, but you stay committed and you stay consistent. So that is my final thought. Stay committed, stay consistent, stay nice, stay hungry. Well, thanks so much, Mike. I mean, those are, you know, wonderful, um, kind words and, you know, about me. And I, I really, really appreciate that. And, you know, it's so well said of, of what you just um you know, mentioned to the, to me and 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 for the audience to listen. You know, I, you know, when I think about, you know, I know that I said I said final thoughts, but I'll I wanted to share with you a response. I mean, when I was, you know, working at ESPN, and you know, it was a very trying time. I think you know it was just like graduating during the Great Recession, and you know, people in our industry were either getting furloughed or laid off, and you know, it was. I didn't know if I wanted to follow the journalism route. I didn't know if I wanted to pursue a different career. And I just knew that like I went outside my comfort zone, even, you know, going away to college um, where, you know, my parents thought, you know, I would, would I be somebody who would want to, you know, go to school, like, you know, in my hometown, but I wanted to prove to myself and to my family that, Hey, I can go to college for four years out of state. And then I, I accomplished that. And, you know, thank God I went to a, a great, great university in UNC Chapel Hill. I was very fortunate um, to get that type of education. But to be able to, you know, then move to D.C. and then then move to Connecticut, you know, and Bristol, then move to Atlanta, then move to back to North Carolina and live in Raleigh, Wilmington and Charlotte. And then in the last four years, the best decision I ever made was you know, with my family moving back to Florida to meet my wife, you know, a year later. And, you know, now we have a beautiful life, you know, together, you know, we're recently married and been living in Orlando the past three years and how her family embraced me and how I gained so many more siblings and family members just, you know, through, through, through marriage, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, but, you know, going back to just, you know, us, I just knew that meeting you just like Tim and just like Howie and just like, you know, other people at ESPN, I just knew that you were a quality and genuine person from the very beginning. And I think that you can just tell that, you know, with anybody you meet, just by the first impressions, I know they say that, you know, some people say first impressions are everything, and other people say first impressions are not everything. Well, I guess it just depends on what part of that first impression, you know, in the last 10 years, I know that, you know, we haven't seen each other in person, but we've kept in touch through email, phone call, or text. But I just remember, and really talking to you now is just reminiscent of how it was 10 years ago. We, we just have 10 more years of knowledge and wisdom and experience, respect, respectively. Uh, but what really hasn't changed in 10 years is that, that genuine feeling of just talking to you and feeling like there's you know, so much to share. And it's so easy to talk to you. And, you know, and us just talking about different life experiences and, and, you know, bouncing off ideas with each other, like those things can't be replaced if people don't have the, you know, the best of intentions when you are, you, you kind of know when you're talking to somebody, you kind of know like how, 
maybe they how they may feel or how they truly feel or they're trying to hide behind like what they're really thinking because it just it, it just exudes right but with you i always felt like you were like one of those four or five people in my life professionally you know where you know you remind me of like a family member or just a neighbor or or just somebody who you know even more closer than that i mean just okay. because not only just the espn connection and some of the other connections we talked about but i just know talking to mike hill what type of response i'm gonna get somebody who's genuine great character really cares really tries to help really tries to make a difference and really makes you feel comfortable um and i think comfortability is, is so important because then people feel that they can open up and have a, a real conversation and i think that in this world you know in a, in a 24 hour seven days a week you know news cycle that we live in and you have stimuli everywhere with like social media or just like so many people you can connect with on a daily basis basis for you know for whatever reason um i always go back to my you know formative years of you know where relationships really you know this you know professionally speaking like made a difference and you know you're one of those relationships that you know just can't be replaced and i really appreciate all of your friendship and kindness and i appreciate it matt thank you man that means a lot so i appreciate that man i I feel the same. And, uh, you know, that's 10 years down and 10 more to go. Like I said, reason, season, lifetime, bro. So you, you've been with me for 10 years. So, you know, let's make it a lifetime. Just keep on being the person that you are. And I'll always have room for you in my life, man. That's just the way I am. Well, thanks so much. And likewise, Mike. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the time that you've shared and all the wisdom that you shared on this on this podcast with, you know, my company, Wave Capital's, you know, guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks so Thank much you. for your friendship. Really enjoy the time and look forward to staying in touch. And, you know, please keep me posted on your progress and I'll keep you posted on mine and hope to see you real soon. No doubt, G. Thank you, man. Thank you. God bless. Take care. All right. All right, brother. Bye-bye.